freaking g'day and welcome to Oceanic Gaming Bloody Radio. This is the uh, the podcast where we talk about video games and you sit there and listen. It's, it's uh, you know, it's excellent. Anyways, welcome on in. It is the, uh, the 2nd of the 10th, uh, 2023, and it is 7 p.m. Australian West Standard Time, Monday night here. We're coming to you live from twitch.tv slash Oceanic Gaming Radio. Uh, my name's Captain Perth, and alongside me, as always, Pavel Overface and Grizzly Gaming. How we go, oh, fellas? How we doing? Ahoy, fellas? hoy, my good doing friends. Well. Very well, mate. You know, it's yeah. been a month since I've been on this show. Four oh weeks. Oh, my God. I know, dude. And then we had the little hiatus <laughs> last week, so for those listening, yeah. do apologize. It was a bit last minute, but, you know, it just kind of it just eventuated like that, you know. Yeah, these uh, things an happen. hour before the episode, uh, we go live, uh, Grizz pops up. Says, hey boys, it's my birthday. <laughs> you yeah. mind if we I might be running late? Snuck yeah. that one oh, under the was, radar for us. I was cheeky, out drinking cheeky. many a beer on that day. Cheeky, cheeky. Day. Yeah. Cheeky, That's cheeky. right. Yeah, you gotta you gotta look as a birthday present to you, we gave you a, a hiatus week. <laughs> <laughs> it was much appreciated. I will say, um, boys, but Sukai and Adrian did an absolutely stellar job in the last couple of episodes. Oh, Just, yeah. Top quality stand-ins, like yeah. next level. Yeah, huge episodes, so, really fun huge as well. Huge episodes, massive. Yeah. Nice to get some different spins on things as well, as always. So, um, yeah, but you're right, they they, they uh, knocked it out of the park. So it was fucking excellent. Um, but now we got the big dog back. He's here. Back, He's ready mate. to freaking talk a bit of shit with me, and it's gonna be fucking yep. great. So, Pav, how was your weekend? And Tell us about what you got coming up, Mike. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, well, I had a I had a pretty chill weekend. Uh, this one at least had a oh I, I haven't seen you guys in a couple of weeks. Uh, weekend last no. that's just passed. We had PGF, which is Perth Games Fest. Yeah, um, I wanted to lo- go. Lots of local devs. I had a wonderful time. Did a bunch of uh, interviews with a with a friend of mine. Um, Emmy Chan, who runs the ah. uh, Stream Perth community with me. Yeah, I was yep. watching some. Um reels or whatever and yeah you guys look like you have a blast yeah it was uh, so much fun i can't wait to do it again we got um uh so it's kind of kind of like a, a cheeky test run uh because we have um packs this weekend coming up i'm flying out tomorrow night and um we're gonna be heading over there uh emmy and i once again we're gonna be uh strolling around the indie dev uh section what what do they call it packs rising uh we love packs rising oh, packs rising um, Very cool. So yeah, we're gonna head head on there and uh, go chat to a bunch of indie devs on the Friday morning. Hopefully, we can smash that out through throughout the throughout Friday, and uh, be able to uh, chuck them up on the socials same day. I hope. I'm hoping. <laughs> Very radical, dude. That's gonna be wicked. Very excited to see you up on the uh, on on the uh, on the on the big screen yet again, mate. You know, getting stuck in there. Big screen. <laughs> well, I got a big phone, so. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> How many uh, how many packs has you been to, Pav? This will be my third packs. So uh, okay. this is a, my third packs. First time I've applied to the creator uh, program. I got accepted to the creator program, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, we'll oh, yeah. be. I think that oh, that gives us a, like an extra hour at the beginning of the Friday to uh, check out mm-hmm. everything with a bit, a bit less of a crowd, which will be um, yeah oh, pretty that's sick. Cool man, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that is rad, right. dude. Yeah, I can't wait. This is um. 
it's a pretty surreal feeling. <laughs> oh, dude, absolutely. But you've worked me hard for it, mate. You know, you've been grinding freaking MC gigs mm. and, you know, it's well-deserved. Yeah. It's been, uh, this year has been kind of nuts. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, I know. Okay. I, we've we've listened to you tell us how big your weekend's been for the last <laughs> fucking, <one>. <laughs> fucking 40 weeks. Had a big Just one, about. boys. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad to hear that, mate. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you what you pump out. How can people watch the stuff you're you're producing, Pav? Well, I'm I'm a little lazy. Uh, everything's been going up on Instagram, which is at uh, Pavlova Face, which is P A V L A. <laughs> F-A-C-E, I can't remember I spell that right. I'm, I'm, I'm unpracticed. Uh, so everything been going up on there on my stories throughout the weekend, throughout the weeks. And um, I plan on chucking some stuff up on YouTube. But um, yeah, as I said, I'm a bit slow on the editing. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, we got to get amongst it eventually. Um, Dude, yeah. time oh, is just non-existent I, as you become an adult, Pav. Yeah, oh my God. I, I don't know how. I don't know how I <laughs> managed to fit everything I have this year somehow. Um, but yeah, one more thing. I don't know because I'm not going to be here next episode, guys. I, I can't remember if I told you that. Um, because um, I fly back to PAX on oh, yeah. Tuesday. But PAX, the following yeah. week, <laughs> I fly out to Sydney for IEM. I can't remember if I've, I kind of uh, uh, gave you guys, guys a sneak preview for that one. <laughs> yep. uh, but I'll be Sick. heading over for the CSGO tourney in Sydney um and uh, you might see me on stage uh somewhere in the week if anyone's around there so uh don't don't be shy come say hi if uh any sydney listeners are around uh, have they running csgo mate or is everyone so switching a, over to cs2 mate what's the, I, I, what's the go? I really should know the answer to that question is uh <laughs> it's my response to that i have no idea i i assume it's going to be csgo like um not I would say so most likely uh, but yeah, I, this is gonna be. Uh, I'll I'll probably find out when I get there. <laughs> well, yeah, let us know. Yeah. I, I I would have thought it would be CS2. Surely, you reckon? Yeah, I feel surely. like CSGO is gone now, isn't it? Like, oh, has it already dropped? There, CS2 how... has dropped, mate. Oh, then yeah, out. that just CSGO to uh, to CS2 um, just took over. CSGO is no more, isn't it? They've just dropped. Actually, yeah. I mean, I think you're kind of right there i think they've is fully like i don't even know if you can play csgo anymore yeah what uh can you not? folks yeah, in right. chat saying it just got renamed and they updated <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah which yeah. you know big brain yeah. shit which is going to be it. interesting right for this it's going to be interesting to see a pro tournament uh because uh, you know the tick rate and stuff so it's all different right kappa you played it a bit feels a bit different to play yeah i mean in all honesty like at my level of gameplay i mean it just it just feels like fucking cs but i'm sure that any pro will be like yeah mate you know i can feel this feel that and i'm sure they do but um i don't know i yeah, i couldn't smoke the doesn't bounce the same as it know? did in ddust <laughs> 2 on that corner of that you know? yeah. <laughs> Look, these shit. guys like the people that are playing this game like over and over every day you know, competitively, yeah, they're probably they're almost certainly going to feel it because I mean, it's like I can't remember exactly what the tick rate or whatever it was, but like it's like more than two times better in terms of like, um, like what you're getting, like data wise. It's, it's yeah, it's fucking oh, really? way yeah, better. That's what you want, mate. Yeah, yeah. I always felt so, like, um, you know, we get quite disadvantaged here in WA because most of the servers are over east, so we'll be rocking like you know seventy, eighty, sometimes up near yeah. hundred ping. 
And you've got yeah. those blokes that are like right next to the server that are on like five ping and there'd be a big difference, you know? Well, between, yeah, uh, even like like people playing on the east coast of Australia versus us on the west, like there would be like 30 to 40 ping difference and it was significant. <laughs> like that was enough, um, you know. Well, maybe not so much for me. I think it was probably just an excuse, but still, you know, I like to think that it was enough. Um, but yeah, so uh, anyways, Pav, that'll be fucking exciting, mate. So we won't see you for two weeks on the I'm show. Up. Uh, yes, two or three. Party. I don't know what when I'm flying back yet. <laughs> yeah, he's do whatever the fuck we want on here, Pav. You better yeah, look out, mate. So much oh, shit no. there, Pav. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to have to find someone to keep you guys in check. <laughs> Good luck. Edging. Uh, I'm, I'm trusting yeah. you. <laughs> well, mate, I think he's going to be making things worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Grizz, what about you, mate? What's been happening? What's new? Uh, a lot has been happening since speaking to you guys last. But I won't bore you with all the details, mate. But I've got a new job, Cap, which is pretty cool. Well, it's like I got a promotion, yes. so I'm still within the same company, but work just slowly working my way up the corporate ladder, which is um, – Pretty exciting, but also yeah, CEO F, F my bloody uh, free time even more now. But, you know, <laughs> it is yeah. what it is. It is what um, it is. I have joined a new band, Cap, called The Renegades of Rock. It is one of Mikey's side projects that yeah, buddy. Um, the drummer had to pull out, but it's pretty exciting, mate, because it's playing all of the uh, uh, it's playing like System of the Down and Metallica and all those really great. Uh, Foo Fighters, all those great rock metal songs from, you know, us growing up, which is great. Hell they yeah. also have a couple of tribute bands, mate. They've got an Offspring and an Audio Slave tribute band. So, um, rad. Got a couple of like festivals kind of booked up towards the end of next year and other bits and pieces, little shows. So I've been doing yeah, a lot slave, of crack. Do you play with a guy called Cam? Is he in that band or no? No, uh, no. There is a. Rage Against Machine tribute as well okay. uh, in Perth. Yeah. Why? Right. Do you know a guy that's in an Audio Slave tribute? Do I you? do. Well, I think really? it was Audio Slave. Yeah. So that's yeah, why I was right. like, wait a second. Yeah. You might, might know my mate, but yeah, we're having a fucking DMM on a podcast about some podcast. The, um, <laughs> the, um, the tribute scene's pretty small, eh? They all fucking. Oh, you know, that's what I mean. Especially in Perth, yeah. like everyone just kind of seems to know everyone and everyone knows your fucking brother as well. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he, he's quite well known in the Perth music scene now, eh? Oh, big it's time, just, mate. He's the man. He's the man with the fucking bass. Poured himself around many different bands. Yeah. yeah, I do, I do like way. how uh, you both you and Pav seem to have this problem where um, you go, man, I've got no fucking time in my life. Let's <laughs> fucking add more fucking shit to it. Whereas I do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like, pulled out of a band to join this one. Ah, uh, okay. So it's yeah. the old switcheroo, is it? It is a bit of a switcheroo, yeah. And, you know, the shows aren't super regular on this, but I'm really looking forward to them. They're going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, I dude. believe our first show is towards the end of this month and it's in Bunbury supporting a Red Hot Chili Peppers tribute band at um, uh, one of the big pubs down there. It's so sweet. Really looking forward to that. It's a ticketed event. So if anyone is in Bunbury that listens to the show, Renegades of Rock, towards the end of this month, you can find us on Facebook. But, yeah, come see us. It'll be great. It'll be fucking great. Hell, yeah, man. Good day. Good, awesome. Love it. All right. What about you, Cap? Apart from that, Matt, I have been gaming quite a lot, but I'll save that for How's Your Game and go on. Picked yeah. up some new games and I've been giving them a red-hot crack Freaking as well exciting. as um, slowly playing some other ones that have been on the back burner for a while. But what about you, mate? How's life? You keep getting sick, Capo. 
dude i i literally keep getting sick and it's fucked like um i know i, I feel like i complain about this every single time we have a podcast episode but like legitimately <laughs> it's just like i'm just being fucking like i'm battening down the hatches against the storm that is ted bringing home fucking viruses every week it's, <laughs> it's fucking insane man i'm so over it like so I feel like I've not had, I feel like I've not, not had a cold for ages, like months. Like I've, I've always got some degree of just latent viral illness. Uh, and dude, then I remember in, uh, kids in daycare. I remember the same thing, dude. Dude, and then it's fucking wild. I can't Ted believe will grow it. up, mate. And you'll have the next baby. He'll be in daycare. And he'll go <laughs> he'll it do all. it all over again. Dude, this is crazy, hey? And so, like, on top of that, then, like, you know, in between the swaths of, um, you know, cold and flu, um, it's gastro. And so, like, uh-huh. more, I think it was not last weekend, but the weekend before, I, um, Ted um, had a spew in bed and um, he was oh, pretty much fine God, after that. Dude. And we thought, oh, fuck, here we go. And then the next day, I woke up in the middle of the night and was just like, ooh. And then <clears throat> four days later, pretty much bedridden for four days. It was Jesus. absolutely fucked. By far the worst gastro I've ever had in my life. So, um, wow. glad that one's over. Uh, but yeah, fun, so mate. just kind of lucky we did repeating. have a uh, lucky we did have a week off the podcast so you could rest up and relax. Well, of, yeah, you know? it kind of paid off for me in all honesty because I I was yeah. like a mess to be honest. <laughs> so mm. it kind of it kind of worked out really well for me. But um, but yeah, but other than that, like just been trying to squeeze in some gaming. I uh, I did manage to get a little bit of time on the weekend to catch up with some mates and just chill. Uh, Mia took Ted to her mum and dad's place and I had the night to myself. So I had I slept oh, so good. from the hours of 10 p.m. to uh, 7 a.m., which I can't tell you the last time I did that. That was a very oh, long yeah. time ago. So sleep, um, yeah, yeah, huge for me. That was fucking wonderful. So looking forward to the days that those become a bit more regular, but um, for now, not the case. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, so I got got that and uh, we went and had a bunch of beers at a pub down the road from me and I drank a heap of IPAs and then came home and played a heap of CS2, which was pretty fun. Um, yeah, so yeah. CS2. Yeah, let's save that for How's Your Game. I'm going to be interested to hear your yeah. take on CS2, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, But yeah, other I'm than a- that, mate, been pretty good. Ted turns one year old tomorrow. One year, does he tomorrow? Oh yeah, I'm going. I'm coming to a party, mate. On the yeah, weekend. I'm looking forward to that. One freaking year, baby. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, big celebration of uh, myself and me. Uh, you know, Dude, <laughs> struggling. It was like it. just yesterday when you told me, Grizz, I think I'm going to have a baby, and I think I'm going to stop streaming. That's yeah. that was at Adam's wedding many moons ago. It feels like just yesterday. <laughs> and here I am. I, I didn't stop streaming technically. <laughs> so you know, I was a, I'm a man of my word. But, uh, but yeah, so there you go. He'll be one on Tuesday and bit of a bit of a freaking hullabaloo on the weekend for him. So it's gonna be good fun. We decided we're like, oh, what should we do? We're like, oh, do we do a picnic or something? And I was like, no, fuck that. Let's go to a pub. Like, let's celebrate you and me getting him yeah, through can. one year. Yeah. Like yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. It's his birthday. But he's not gonna. He's not gonna remember it. So uh, why don't we uh, just do something we want to do? <laughs> they don't form memories that they remember till they're like five or six, isn't it? Something like that. Like yeah. You know, I mean, I still while. don't think I've built memory. So um, you know, it could be as late as thirty-two. <laughs> so yeah, but hey. But yeah, so been pretty. You know, I've been busy. Been busy, like you know, doing dad shit and um and everything else. But it's been good fun. So 
been happy days. But uh, mm-hmm. anyways, let's freaking jump into it, Grizzo. Well, we, you know, oh, as always, let's let's uh, let's have a bit of a chat about our uh, our usual house rules. Uh, yeah, look, if you want to watch this show live, you can do so by going to twitch.tv slash Gaming Radio on Monday nights, 7 p.m. Australian Western Standard Time. You can join such legends such as Caging Runt, Dano299, Sick Jose, a bunch of freaking, you know, you you can be one of these blokes. Jump in. Say good day. Otherwise, we are available on every podcasting platform known to man. So... You know, you can get us anywhere and uh, and have us, you shall. Uh, so, yeah, very cool. Now, I just want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, if you are listening to this or live or, you know, in in, uh, in, the, in the future, uh, do us a big favor. Drop us a review or tell someone about us. We really appreciate it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it'd be fucking great. Now, Another big thank you to our wonderful Patreons. These are the legends that just keep freaking spending cash on us. It's uh, wonderful. We, uh, we're very humbled and we really appreciate it. And they are the following legends. Sukai, Moosey, Caging Runt, Sergeant Paul, Lee G, DJ Libs, Brendan, Dan, Fantastic, and Strops. On you guys, you bloody rippers. Pretty impressive. Caginions. Yeah. You know, sticking around for that long. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. There you go. Now. Big old freaking quest log today, Grizzly. Uh, we've got uh, five, six, six, uh, six quests on the log, so mm. a bit to get through, so we'll dive straight in. Uh, now, for those uh, who might have remembered from a couple of weeks ago, we had a bit of a chat about Unity and what Unity was doing, much to the dismay of devs pretty much globally. Uh, so they announced some pricing changes to their video game engine, uh, of which many video game developers utilize to develop their video games, which caused quite a stir because it, the the changes were interpreted as, uh, you know, fairly greedy and uh, they introduced a, a very controversial runtime fee. Uh, we go pretty deep into it on a different episode. So just go back a couple uh, an episode and you'll be able to hear all about it. But uh, they've recently turned the dial back a little bit, Grizz, on... Yeah. On 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 the uh, on the changes, uh, so just to kind of quickly touch on these, uh, Unity announced that uh, they were working on some changes based on the feedback that they had received, um, and they said that you know the outcry has been pretty pretty poor, uh, understatement. Uh, but anyways, Mark Witten, who is the uh, leader of Unity Create, um, basically said, "I'm sorry," uh, and wanted to apologise by announcing some changes to the pricing structure which they had announced, uh, of which were the following. So their Unity personal plan, they've got three Mm. tiers, personal, pro, enterprise, with various price points. Unity personal will remain free uh, and will not incur a runtime fee ever for any games built on this, which is, you know, that's the base level Unity. Uh, They will be increasing the cap for revenue share from $100,000 to $200,000 and they'll also remove the requirement to use a made with Unity splash screen, which is good. Uh, And then they've also mentioned that no game with less than $1 in trailing 12-month revenue will be subject to the runtime fee. Uh, And then they also went on to say that uh, creators on pro and enterprise versions of Unity uh, they're also making some changes on that on those fronts as well. Uh, they don't go too deep to on 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 this particular um, 
post, but they do do also sort of mention uh, that uh, these runtime fee policies will uh, apply to the next version of Unity, not old versions, which it would have before. So I think that is a big one, right, Kat? So does that now mean that those games that have already developed on Unity that are released that are making dollars then don't owe them a heap of money Correct. due to copying fees, right? Yeah. So it also means that any projects in development right now that would be mm. releasing in the next, say, six months or so that thought, fuck, here we go, now I've got to fucking deal with this shit, they yeah. won't be having to deal with that because presumably they'll be on an older version of Unity which won't be subject to the runtime fee, which is great. So, um, you know, I mean, look, it's, it's still an increase in in, in money um, required, uh, I guess, and, and revenue. It's but, interesting, uh, Cap. Yeah. Like, I loved hearing you and Adrian break this down and speak about this in that in that previous episode, um, and wanting to chime in my little two cents on those previous discussions. But in 2019, Cap Unity came out and said um, they promised that it would charge developers a flat fee per seat, no royalty um, on all of your revenue using Unity software. So to yeah. then come and change the goalposts and apply <laughs> these fees is going completely against what was promised back uh, back then. So yeah, um, which I think that's that's where a lot of developers are finding this particularly tough to swallow is a that and b uh, you know clearly they have not really thought too hard about this and and they don't have the their community's interest at heart which is kind of problematic when your community are the people footing your bill a lot of the time. Like, I mean, some people aren't going to be able to move away from the Unity anytime soon. But mm. as we've seen recently, there's been a lot of people that are moving away, um, you know, or, you know, have been protesting against these changes. Well, like, I think, you know, 500 it would be really, developers. It would be hard, Cap, to, um, to want to develop your, your uh, game on this now. If, you know, if you're using Unity 2024, why would you when there's other things on the market that you're not copying this this price to use their software? Yeah, well, this is the thing. Like, you know, okay, they've wound their, some of it back. I mean, not all the way. I mean, they still seem to want to preserve this runtime fee, which is still pretty controversial, mind you. But, um, mm. you know, ultimately, you know, can you trust this company? That's the question you've got to be asking yourself. And I think a lot of developers are starting to think, no, we cannot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so why would we continue to build on Unity? And I think uh, the answer for a lot of them are we should be going open source, go and check out a, a game engine such as Godot or um, I think there's one called FNA or something like that. Or we we do Unreal, which seems to be... I mean, Unreal have been fairly transparent with their pricing increases and stuff, and they've kind of been um, fairly good at advertising those. Uh, they haven't... Uh, I mean, uh, they've been, just been flat increases to pricing rather than adding new hidden fees through fucking runtime fees and stuff like that. So, you know, it's kind of the lesser of two evils. I mean, you're still having to pay an exorbitant amount in revenue share, but at least you know exactly what you're going to be paying for down the road, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty scary for a lot of those devs, Cap, when they thought they were going to be paying, uh, you know, after the fact, after the using Unity. <laughs> you know, that yeah. would have really sucked. And the thing is, though, that was their intention, though. That's the thing, too, Cap. Why would you, like you say, it comes down to a trust thing. Why would you use Unity when you've got a fear that maybe down the track, should your game be really successful, that you're not going to be out of pocket? 
by yeah. using something that might, you know, it's um, yeah, it's not great. Now, sorry, this I interrupted you there, right? Cap. You were talking about re- some Reddit Reddit post. Yeah, so there was well. a post. Just you know, I think there was five hundred developers that uh, signed a protest against these runtime fees, which doesn't seem like a mm-hmm. huge amount, but five hundred different developers of you know reasonable size all protesting against your shitty fees um you know like it's it's a significant amount um but you're right Grizz. like i mean for me like i've been learning unity kind of casually over the last say year and i deleted it (laughs) because i was like yeah, I was like, well, I'm not going to use this. Like, I mean, I don't have plans to develop a game and, and release it anytime soon. But if I decided I had an idea that I wanted to develop something, why would I use this engine? It just doesn't, like, for me, it's a no-brainer. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm in a position where I can make a change like and learn something new because I'm still <laughs> yeah, kind of learning across. anyway. Um, yeah. But, yeah. you know, ultimately, that's the kind of decisions I think a lot of people are making. Um, What's interesting, interesting about the uh, 500 there, Cap, is they have... They've turned off um, the ads, the monetization ads that Unity yes. were, were, were making money on. But what I found even more interesting is if you look at most of the studios on that list, most of them are mobile uh, game studios. So the top ones that they've listed there include Tap Nation, Magic Tavern, Lion Studios, and a couple of others. But they're all yep. huge studios. For mobile yeah. games that are making uh, bulk money, which and I guess uh, you and Adrian were touching on it in the last episode, but that that's who is really impacted by these that changes, was right? Their target market. That's, it was just unfortunate, yeah. I suppose, that you know, in in the same swath of changes, that a lot of indie studios were kind of being swept up in these mm-hmm. same changes, which you know, like, it clearly was evident, um, you know, based on who was protesting, but. Uh, yeah, and I mean, obviously, it's these mobile games that are utilizing those advertising um, plugins through Unity. So they're the ones that were able to apply that pressure. Whereas a lot of indie games don't use those. Like they, yeah, <laughs> they're right. just a fucking video game, like a good old fashioned buy the game, play it video <laughs> game. What my, you know, my favorite. That's what I'm after. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but I mean, outside of that, Grizz, we did see, for example, stuff like. Uh, the ter- Terraria Logic, uh, yeah. the creators of Terraria, uh, they announced that they were, well, a particularly displeased with, um, you know, what Unity was doing. They did mention that they don't utilize Unity, but they just thought that the fact that this was possible just fucking sucked, and and so they donated a hundred thousand dollars to the Godot game engine and <laughs> FNA game yeah. engine, and then also announced that they were going to be paying. $1,000 towards each project per month to keep the lights on um, to amazing. try and push, which is just and amazing. wrote a very scathing little uh, announcement on their Twitter, basically, you know, yeah. pointing the finger at Unity and, and giving them a hard time, which, you know, the, even that has a lot of impact. You have a look at that tweet cap and it has the impressions on it are absolutely massive. And, and just talking yeah. about that as a whole, if you have a look at the Unity share price, it's dropped by 20%. In the last two weeks, <laughs> yeah, so, and um, all your all your legends, uh, all your board members in Unity, uh, just before the announcement of these price changes, sold a shitload of shares. Which I, is how is that? <laughs> that should be illegal. Yeah. 
You shouldn't be letting him do that. <laughs> yeah, that's well, fucking fuck. bullshit. They're probably a bit worried, mate. I don't is that know. Not I would the, be worried is that too. Not the, is that not the definition of insider trading? Like, <laughs> I just feel yeah. like how's that possible? You know, mm. classic. Anyways, so there you yeah. go. A lot of big things coming out of um, Unity. You got any kind of final things you want to say about yeah. it? Yeah, I, I just wanted to. I wanted to comment on there was one particular Reddit post uh, that you put in the run sheet. But there was a comment in there that I thought was pretty funny because essentially this is how the uh, the second announcement came out. It's kind of like we well, are sorry for your level of confusion. Clearly, you weren't confused enough because you've noticed what we are doing. We'll try to be more cryptic with the next version. Hopefully by then you'll have forgotten about it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like it, it, the first announcement was very cryptic and you know it's quite yeah. confusing to figure out exactly what they've done. But obviously, you know, we've got pretty smart game de- game devs are pretty clever, Cap, and called them out on the bullshit. But yeah, this is just crazy, man. And this it, it comes down to corporate greed, um, is what I see here, Cap. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's not the first time we've seen it in gaming industry. We see it quite a lot Maybe now. The last. Everything else. So it's very disappointing. But it is also really important that people call call it as it is. And we talk about it in forums like this. And we say how terrible it is and everything else. And there are other avenues to go develop your games in. I think that, you know, imagine if we just let this go through, mate. And we're, and we're seeing yeah, right. yeah, no our favorite, favorite studios paying many dollars to use this i don't know well i mean honestly i mean you you think about like if if people did just kind of like bend over for this one and and cop it on the chin you know ultimately what's stopping uh, unreal um from going okay well you know they seem to be pretty okay with it so maybe we'll do the exact same fucking thing you know like it's important (laughs) to protest changes like this so further Uh, bullshit does not occur it almost feels like uh, microtransactions creeping into PC gaming from the mobile uh, thing, you know? It almost feels exactly. like... And that scares me as it is, so... Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is, like, the reason we are seeing microtransactions coming to games like Diablo 4 and everything else is is not just because they're being used on mobile game experiences, but because people are purchasing them. Yeah. So like, why wouldn't they put them there? On duelays, mate. Yeah, you know, and ultimately, like... You know, I mean, I don't blame them. You know, if like for me, like if I'm going to make more money in my job doing something, yeah, I'm probably going to fucking make more money doing that thing. Um, you know, yeah. ultimately, depending, there might be an ethical question there that I might go, okay, maybe this is I don't want to do this. But you know, a lot of the time, corporate corporations don't seem to need to make that that justification because it's all about making the cash. You know, yeah, and that that burden spread mm. across multiple people in different roles, so it doesn't fucking matter. Like, um, I don't know. I think you know we are just going to slowly see these kinds of practices seep into our treasured PC game experiences. So, what you need to do as a consumer is reward the developers that aren't doing this shit. Yeah. Go and buy indie games. Well, Go and, and we've purchase seen a few games of those great. happen this year, Cap, that have been great out of the box, and one we can talk about. That is come out what, last week, Lies of P, but Elden Ring, yeah. other ones like that that don't have that stuff in them that are been very well received. Baldur's Gate 3, fuck, heaps of them. In fact, probably the better games this year that have been announced have all been microtransaction free or, yep. or, or and not shady. AAA studios. <laughs> yeah, not AAA studios as well. Yeah. Well, what true. a surprise. I think we're at this weird satur- saturation point where AAA studios are at the behold, uh, beholden to their, their share. 
holders and whatever else, and they're trying to maximize profits whilst reduce the amount of work required to create these games. And so we're at this weird point in time where we're having a quality issue paired with an output issue uh, because they have, I mean, video games industries, and we've talked about this before, you know, they don't start making money until they start selling the video games. So if it takes them three years to, um, you know, create the game, then, you know, that's how long it takes before they start making money, right? So, um, you know, these AAA titles that, you know, bite off a lot, more than um you know but but off a lot to chew sometimes more than they can chew uh and that i feel that 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 uh that gap is becoming bigger and bigger between you know what they're able to adequately achieve and output like a reasonable product you know what i mean like it's just I'm, i'm finding that just from what i experience is i'm gravitating less and less towards triple a games and AAA Studios yeah, because I'd say, I I'd just, say so. there's just no heart in some of the products that they're creating. What, what was the last AAA Studio game that you actually... Oh, I would say, you know what, probably God of War for me, I'd say. Yeah, God uh, of War or Elden Ring for me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, but do you know what? I, you know, I, I suppose when I think of AAAs, I'm thinking of your Ubisofts and your Blizzards and... um you know, your EAs and, yeah. and your Activisions. Like the, I feel like these studios just, uh, sorry, publishers and, and, and you know, umbrella devs beneath them just are not able to produce what, oh, <laughs> what I'm seeking. Someone was talking about um, uh, Starfield the other day, Kat, saying, I can't remember, I might have even read it on Reddit somewhere, but how hollow that experience is. The game's just not fun. But it comes down to, Imagine having that many different devs and trying to pull together that much of a large team to make something that is meaningful when you've got everyone's yeah. ideas and other bits and pieces and they've got a cookie-cutter mold from games in the past. Like It's much easier just to get them all to apply that cookie-cutter. And it just like it feels like that to me. And I reckon yeah. that would be challenging. I reckon if you've got a smaller dev team, it's easier to bleed that passion into you, into your game that you're creating, surely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, also the projects are, you know, um, a, a better size uh, and more manageable, uh, you know, feature, feature, less feature rich generally as well. But mm. I think ultimately what's been happening is we're just kind of seeing this, this shift in games development where... I kind of feel like the approach to good narrative design and informed game design, and when I say informed game design, I mean designing your game around A, being fun, but also making very good use of your story and, and narrative elements and, and blending the two together. Um, I feel like that's becoming harder and harder to find in AAA studios because they put so much mm. emphasis into to developing the system or the game, but they forget to make it fun. They forget yeah. to create a nice, fun, interesting yeah. experience. And I mean, Starfield's a fucking classic one for that. And I know a lot of people are having fun with that game and congratulations, but that game is so fucking boring. It is like the the actual story behind that game is is so fucking sterile. It is yeah. it's horrific. Um, I I I was not a huge fan of Fallout Four because I thought it was pretty bland. But 
Fallout 4 story shits all over Starfields and I've not found a single side quest or a single main quest where I've actually been interested in what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I've I've not touched that game for a week and a half now because I just can't bring yeah. myself to go in there and play can't it. Can't do it. But I've installed it and I've and I loaded into it and I gave it a little bit but just haven't haven't given it any more. And, and I'll okay, give it another yeah. tickle. Maybe. I don't know. It, it's literally, this is the other thing is like, I just, Bethesda keeps getting away with it over and over again with the way that they approach game design is just regurgitating the same old fucking shit. They're like a mother bird that's feeding its chicks, you know, that same old mm. fucking regurgitated worm that it's been, you know, stewing in its gut for, you know, the last 50 years. It's just, you know, Starfield is Skyrim. You know, it's yeah. the same fucking storyline. You start off on like this kind of, you know, okay, you're not in prison, but you're basically you're a corporate prisoner, uh, you know, and you kind of have this moment of where, oh, I'm the, I must be the chosen one because I've seen this fucking thing. Okay, cool. Now all of a sudden, you know, we're being um, pulled into this secret order. Okay, cool. No worries. And now all of a sudden I'm getting these special space powers, a la, you know, the fucking force radar powers in Skyrim. It's the same fucking game so- in space. And it's not even a good space game. This is because of corporate pressure, mate. You've yes, got a bunch absolutely. of shareholders. They probably sat around a table and said, fuck yeah, I've got these great Fallout games. We've got this cookie cutter mold for this one. Let's just use this in space. And yeah. bang, there we go. We've got this great game. Well, we'll update a bit of the engine and everything else, but we've got a basic idea for a game. Let's just use that. It's worked in the past. And, and there you go. Yeah. Honestly, I, I could honestly just keep complaining about Starfield forever, so we better move on. Um, <laughs> okay, anyway, well, I want to ask you one thing, Kat. <laughs> Unity, can yep. they claw their way back to be a fantastic uh, game dev platform for people, or do you think they've, they've done the dash with this? Uh, I think what they've done will be enough to maintain a reasonable market share. I think the engine itself is... Um, I mean, I would have preferred to have used that engine over other engines because I like it, uh, yeah. but uh, I don't like what they've done, so I'm not going to reward them. Uh, but I do think people will continue to use Unity. You've you got to remember, like, uh, it's the same as like, like what if tomorrow um, JavaScript started fucking charging 50 cents to run a, a fucking script, right? Like, <sighs> you'd have... Many, many devs who have spent tens of years plus writing code in this program, getting their chops up. So if they're going to be given a little worm to get back in and just continue making within their environment of choice, they're probably going to take it. Not everyone's yep. going, to, going to give in. I'm sure there's been a lot of trust lost, but I'm sure a lot of people will still continue to make with Unity because of that. The amount of time that goes in for you to learn these systems and learn how to use them well. It's a lot of time to invest and to then all of a sudden have to learn something else makes it a difficult sell. So I think Unity's fucked it pretty bad. I think they will lose a reasonable number of people utilizing their environment, but I, I, they will still continue to be, you know, the second or first biggest, um, you know, in, mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the world in terms of game engine usage. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. So there you go. All right. Anyways, there you go, Matt. we yeah. haven't really had a good chance to chat about uh, uh, Mario Wonder, uh, and mm. I kind of wanted to chuck it on this one because I wanted to see your thoughts on, I guess, Ooh, just what they're yeah. producing. Um, but it looks like a lot of fucking fun, Grizz. They did a direct I mean, recently. 
about yeah. two weeks ago. So we're a bit late on this one, but I did want to kind of like just just go through it and just just explore it because I think I think Super Mario Wonder is going to be fucking excellent, dude. It looks freaking awesome. I actually really enjoyed the last uh, 2D Mario side scroll. I actually had um, Moosey and Magsy um, come over and we played through it. Uh, same screen couch co-op and it was one of the most enjoyable co-op experiences that i've had uh as a couch co-op game so we'll get there but yeah so this is coming out cap october 20 so what we're like we're nearly there mate a couple of weeks and we'll, we'll yeah. have this uh have this game to play but yeah look uh part of the nintendo direct they did go through and there's quite a lot of details in the in the direct that they um have given us about mario wonder so maybe we just work through each little um subsection under there and have a chat about it but yeah absolutely first they gave us a little uh, story teaser here cap so basically the story goes that um bowser comes along and touches the wonder flower this blue little flower and uh transforms himself and a castle into this big corrupted castle that then flies across the land and um creates absolute chaos uh, in the, I think it's called the Flower Kingdom, I believe. Yep, and, Flower uh, Kingdom. Flower Kingdom. And that gives us our world. So there is seven total areas that you see. Uh, there's seven worlds, apparently, Cap, that you can explore. Um, I believe each of those has little subsections. But we see the, the classic tropes, Cap, which are like, you know, there's there's an ice level, there's desert, there's... There's under, underwater levels, there's caves, yep. you see sky areas, swamps, forests, um, lava, all that kind of stuff. They've got a couple of interesting um, ones, though, like the what looks like might, it might be like a poison mushroom forest, which I kind of like yeah, that take on the whole that. forest biome. They had that in uh, Mario Maker 2. You could create uh, a level in that uh, little like poisonous forest thing. But yeah. It looks cool. Is it, is it purple, Cap? The it's purple, yeah. Yeah, yeah love that. Yeah. Love that. Um, but I found something really interesting, Cap, because what they, the way they've done it, they've got certain areas that are actual open world spaces in terms of the the map itself. So, what what that means is you're not pigeonholed into having to beat a level to progress. You can kind of play the levels in any order that you wish. So, if there's one particularly hard level, you could go and play something else uh, before you take that on. So, it kind of allows for a bit more open progression paths in some of these worlds. I think. That's the first time I've yeah. seen that happen in a Mario game. Which and is... it looks pretty rad. I do like the way that, the, I mean, you do have sections where you do need to kind of linearly go through level by level, but then you have these little swaths of area that you can go and just go, oh, that one looks cool. I'll do that one first and I'll do this one second Check. kind of thing. Check that out. Yeah. Um, and then uh, characters cap. So we see uh, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, Toad, and Toadette. Uh, but what's interesting, Cap, is they all play the same. So Yeah, I'm a big uh, fan of that, actually. You reckon that's good? I reckon that's pretty good because in the past we've seen where you would have like a flutter on Peach or, you know, uh, Luigi could jump higher but uh, it doesn't control as well on platforms and Mario's just Mario. But I think that's kind of cool because it made co-op a little bit weird when you would have the characters having different skill sets and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. But also, Cap, you can play as Yoshi and uh, what's this other dude's name? Yoshi and Daffet? Is that his name? Yeah, Nabbit. Nabbit, I think his Nabbit, name is. Nabbit. Yeah. Nabbit. And it's kind of like it's easy mode. So that's what you would get your kids to play. So, um, yeah. You can uh, still uh, die if you fall in a hole. You can die if you fall in a hole, but you cannot die to enemy mobs or from taking damage in lava and stuff. Essentially, you're, um, 
uh, Invincible. Now, what I found yeah. is really cool, Cap, is you can play uh, co-op with someone playing a Yoshi and you playing a standard character, which yep. means I could technically play through this with my two young girls and have a great time. And yeah. they, I don't have to worry about them. Uh, I mean, they can fall in the holes, but uh, dying to the mobs and monsters and stuff. So I think that as an accessibility feature is um, pretty yeah. cool. I like it's that. It's definitely one thing that got me excited because like me and me are trying to find more and more things that we can kind of do in our downtime. Um, that isn't just watching Netflix and just like Ooh, lying there comatose. Yeah. Um, and there's stuff like, like this. I'm like, this is kind of perfect because, you know, like Mia doesn't do an awful lot of gaming at all. So, mm. um, but I think a game like this is really fun and, and visually like, I mean, Mario Wonder looks great. So being able to share that with Mia in a way where she doesn't feel left behind um, is yeah. going to be really fun, I think. Yeah, that's cool. Absolutely, mate. When Ted gets old enough, well, actually... This game will probably be long gone by then, mate, and there'll be another two Marios out by then. Yeah, but Mario 1 to 2, 3, who knows? That's it. Yep, who knows, mate. Um, but in terms of enemies, Cap, so we see some of the uh, absolute classics returning uh, enemies like the Goombas, Koopas, and Boos and other things. But we do see quite uh, a lot of new enemies that we haven't seen before in the Mario franchise. So there's like some mummies and stuff that you can like unwind and yeah, there's a lot of weird looking enemy, birds. Weird looking birds, a lot of enemy variations. So I think that's uh that should be pretty cool. Yeah. Um now power ups cap. So uh we see a few different power ups here. We have uh like an elephant power up where you gain a trunk. Um you can suck in water and store water um quite large. You can run across two tile gaps rather than one tile gap, which is pretty cool. I thought that's, that's wild. It's wild, absolutely. And then uh, you can get this one that's a bubble form. Did you ever play Bubble Bobble, Cap, back in the day on Sega? No, I don't think I did. Essentially, you like blow bubbles at people and you trap the monsters in the bubble and then when you pop the bubble, they die. It's it's, it's essentially Bubble Bobble, but uh, in Mario. So um, what is also cool is the bubbles, you can use them to, to traverse. So if you blow a bubble and you capture an enemy in a bubble, you can jump off the bubble to kind of, Traverse yourself higher in the environment, which is pretty cool. I like yep. that. Um, yeah, also the got another one. Look pretty cool. They do. They look very unique. I like that they've changed it up. They continue to change them up through the Mario uh, generations, which is which is pretty cool. Um, but you can get a drill form as well, Cap. Where you get a little drill on your head. You can you can bury underground and do other little bits and pieces. And uh, apparently, there's like secrets you can find using those. And then uh, the classic firepower, which is just the old shoot the bullets, but Cap, you can pick up this thing called a wonder seed, right? Which is the seed that Bowser took at the start of the game. And uh, crazy shit happens, man. Like, depending on the level, it'll basically put you into what I think is like a bonus level. Um, so it can do things like change the perspective to a top down. You might be floating through the air. It uh, might completely teleport you to a whole new level. Um, and you've basically got to kind of explore this area or, or do whatever it is you're doing to uh, get hold of a wonder seed, which is a, um, a currency in the game that you can use to, to buy stuff, essentially. Yep. So I reckon yeah. it's pretty cool, man. And, and looks like there's quite a lot of depth in this game, Cap. Absolutely. Um, I mean, if just that Wonder Seed stuff, dude. I think that's obviously the, the big sort of draw card and a massive feature of this game is... Is giving you each 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 level basically has an alternate 
path yeah. that is like all this weird acid trip version of the mm. level, uh, which kind of throws some weird, <laughs> wonderful way for you to in, like experience a level, which is fucking rad. And uh, yeah. is it is it no. the wonder seeds you use to buy the badges, Grizz? Yeah, it is. So you can buy you can buy badges, uh, or you can either acquire them from difficult levels in the game. Um, but the badges are—I've never seen this before in a Mario game, and I think this is this is actually what gets me a little bit excited about this, because uh, the badges will change the way that you can play the level. So, um, an example is that you can get a parachute badge, which makes you slow fall. You can get a wall climb badge that lets you climb walls, dolphin kick badge that lets you swim faster. And there's a plethora of these different badges, but. Um, there is a jet run badge cap that basically increases your P speed run, which I know right now that's going to be the uh, speed run. Speed run. Uh, fucking... That's going to be the speed run. Can you imagine yeah. people just like jetting through the level? Oh, um, yeah, like you say, so you need Wonder Seeds to buy these, I believe, from the vendor, or there's these challenge levels that you need to complete to unlock them. So I think this is going to be pretty cool. It's going to change the way that you might want to play the game a little bit, um, you know, you've got a, a level that uh, the platforming is is pretty difficult, then maybe you would use the uh, uh, the double jump one or there's a jumping one, the wall climb badge or something that might help you out. So, yeah, yeah. interesting. Pretty yeah. cool. I think, um, I think overall, like, I'm, I'm quite excited for this, probably more so than I've been excited for a Mario game in a while. Like, the, um, the Super Mario Brothers games that have come out in the 2d versions more recently i guess they've, they've been much more well, i mean they're just classic mario games right whereas i feel like this is it's still got the the classic mario kind of um vibe and and uh, i guess underlying template but it's just sort of taking it in an interesting direction that feels kind of like wondrous, you know, like yeah, it, like absolutely. this is weird, wonderful way to interpret levels and 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 change them up. And um, I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be really good, Cap. I think it's been really good. And you know, I think that Nintendo, in my opinion, has always done a pretty poor effort in incorporating online any any form of online play. Yeah, you know. Um, even down to not not just the design, but the way the servers work. You know, like uh, uh, just look back at Mario Maker, Mario Maker Two with their online PvP thing was pretty hard to play um, in terms of uh, like connection stability, etc. Yeah. But what they've done here is they've implemented this a uh, few pretty interesting little online mechanics here. So they've got these things called shadows that you can choose to have in your game if you're playing online. It allows you to share items. So you'll be playing through a level and you'll see shadows that are kind of working the way through the level as you are. And those are supposed to be live players playing through that level somewhere. Um, you can kind of interact with them. You can share items with those. Um, you can plant down these little kind of like checkpoints uh, that can save them from damage and, uh, and act as checkpoints as well. And the more players that you help through doing this, you'll actually get uh, like a heart score um, above your head and be displayed on your character as you kind of do these different things uh, through doing that. They also allow you to have like uh, chats with your friends in these kind of uh, hangout areas and other bits and pieces. So I really think they have had a bit of a think about how they can make the game a little bit more interesting through yeah. online, which is cool. 
So yeah, I definitely like their approach. Like it's you know ha- having an effect on other people's game without you directly affecting it. Really, like you just yeah, it's only exactly. in a really a positive way, right? Which is which is great because I mean you know there's certainly griefing ways that <laughs> they could have gone <laughs> with it. Um, yeah. So I think it makes yeah. a lot of sense to go down this route. But yeah, I think you're right, Grizz. It definitely seems like they're paying a bit more attention just to the multiplayer aspect of mm. of this and 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 yeah I'm, I'm dude honestly i'm fucking i'm ready for this i, I reckon it's gonna yeah, be great. i'm ready for this too i reckon i'm gonna give this a go and mainly i think it's gonna be a great excuse for me to sit down with my three girls and i think the accessibility options is gonna allow us to play at a level that's suitable for all ages of my kids and i think it's yeah i think that that aspect alone is worth me picking it up to to do that because there's not really many games that you can actually do that. I mean, one comes to mind, probably Stardew Valley is pretty good, but there's no real gameplay in that. Whereas this is a platformer. So being able to, to, to be yeah. on, uh, on the same level is, is going to be, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Keen as mate. Keen as. So I think it comes out on the 20th or something, Chris. So not too far. Weeks. Yeah. We're pretty, yeah. pretty much there. So yeah. Get your freaking switch charged up. All right, Grizz mm-hmm. now. Um, just a couple of quick ones that we can touch on before we jump into some, some cyberpunk housing gaming going shit. Uh, yep. Just wanted to kind of talk about this one because I think it's pretty important. Uh, so SAG-AFTRA uh, is a sort of actors guild union kind of thing. They recently voted to approve a strike uh, for voice actors against video game companies, mm. which is yep. quite large. Um, and so we'll probably see the effect of that I don't know, soonish, I guess. And, and well, we probably won't feel it immediately, but we might find, for example, some projects might be slightly delayed and whatever else. But basically, yeah, yeah we're kind of seeing uh, <clears throat> this, I, I guess, um, I, I don't know, SAG AFTRA, uh, uh, you know, they, they work towards, I guess, um, ensuring that their members uh, get paid properly and, and all that kind of shit. Basically, the big one for this was they wanted to seek wages that matched inflation over time. Uh, yep. which, you know, absolutely, totally understand that. I like, I want the same thing for me. Uh, and then on top of that, they also wanted to find ways to embed protection against the exploitative usage of AI uh, mm. voice acting because we've yep. seen and heard of, you know, uh, you know people utilizing AI to recreate voices uh, of well-known game characters and stuff, uh, you know, whether it be nefariously or not. Um, regardless, um, they want to sort of bargain for ways to uh, get, you know, better wages and and protection against that kind of stuff. But I don't know. <clears throat> I kind of feel like um, the unfortunate thing for voice actors is uh, like <sighs> – a lot of the time there's a when we have a few major very well-known voice actors and the rest of them unfortunately don't have the identity to really follow it up kind of like we do with visual movie actors because it's visual you see them you know who they are they get a reputation i think they're going to find it really difficult to bargain with these companies in my opinion because there's probably just someone else who will do it instead (laughs) so absolutely absolutely yeah and you know we've we've talked about this before, Cap, but clearly it was something they were very passionate about because if you look at the results of the vote, it was a ninety-eight point three percent yes vote around yep. uh, uh, around this video game strike. So 
you know, they must be feeling the pinch here big time, Capo. So, yeah, we're in- interesting to see how we are impacted by yeah. it. But absolutely. I do Thomas hope it goes well for them because I think they deserve it. Like, you know, I think mm-hmm. about some of my more f- my favorite video game experiences in the last couple of years. And a lot of that has been because of incredible voice acting work. Oh, um, man, I, I keep commenting about it as I'm playing through this cap, but Baldur's Gate 3, the voice acting dude, is I know. just like, Oh, it is so freaking good, man. It's, it's, love, love voice acting is so many... important. Oh, it is incredibly important. Yeah, unless you're Mario, which, or, you know what, that's probably still important. But yeah. Well, I mean, it might be now. I mean, those flowers <laughs> literally talk human language. Actually, that's true. Yeah, I guess we're a bit more, uh, a bit more uh, you know, current gen with our Nintendo consoles, mate. Yep. Out of the dark yep. ages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, so there you go. That's SAG after working towards uh, some better working conditions. Now, the other thing that's quite interesting, Grizz, is Jim Ryan, the uh, head of PlayStation, is stepping down. Um, just, I yeah. think he's uh, just ready to throw in the towel. I don't think there's any real big reason. I mean, he's been in that role for about 30 years now. So, uh, I think yeah. just kind of went, I'm ready for retirement. And he said he was struggling to strike the right balance between his home in the UK and his job in the US. Um, yeah. And, and wanted a bit more time closer to home, which is fair enough. He'd been in the company for 30 years, Cap. He's been uh, CEO yeah. of the company since 2019, you know, a good chunk of time. Um, yeah. I'd imagine that'd a be a bucket load of money by now, mate. I'm sure yeah, he's right. A couple of bucks. Um, yeah. But I was interested to ask you, Capo, um, will uh, us as gamers see any impact of Ryan's departure or do you think um, it'll just be a corporate uh, run, just kind of runs on wheels already? Well, it might be interesting to see who they hire. They've basically got some um, Japanese bloke who's jumping in as interim um, CEO. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm I'm interested to see who they put in that role next because you know you can compare to I guess against Microsoft and who they've had recently in those roles. I mean, more recently we've had um, Phil Spencer, who I mean, let's be honest, he's kind of like a bit of a rock star CEO, um, you know, fairly casual kind of guy, and I think that pays off really well for Microsoft. It's going to be interesting to see if they go for a similar kind of approach. They want like more of a a PR marketing kind of, um, you know, like poster boy person uh, or do they go for someone who is literally just fucking classic, you know, CEO, business person, fucking, you know, uh, like Jim Ryan was. Jim Ryan had a reasonable presence in E3 and, and, uh, and you know, like in, in different videos and stuff to show off sort of products and stuff. But I would say almost nowhere near has has nowhere near the presence that Phil Spencer's had. Um, so, yeah, going to be interesting Absolutely. to see what happens. Very interesting. Um, but, yeah, so there you go. Uh, hats off to Jim Ryan. I think um, PlayStation's done some some good things and it's done some fucking bad things, but uh, there you go. Um, he's out. So, yeah. Now. Done. Chris, Kick him out. Yes. Him. That's the freaking quest log. There is one more story, but I figured we may as well talk about it. How's the game and go? Yeah, um, yarn about it. Let's do it. Have you been playing it? I fucking downloaded Cyberpunk and the new patch, and I bought the fucking DLC because I thought it looked Oy. fucking bad. And did you vote you know on what? the poll, Cap? Did you vote on I the did. poll? I did ah, indeed. Um, so let's let's open up with the poll. We got the poll floating around somewhere here. Yeah, yeah, I forgot to fucking. It, yep. Let's get it get up, that. Mate. 
we, yeah, we actually did a poll this week, guys. So um, Pat on my back yep. and Grizz is back. Grizz posted it, but, you know, good job, everyone. We fucking got there. <laughs> good um, job, Gene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Grizz asked, with Cyberpunk releasing a huge patch, alongside a brand new DLC, Phantom Liberty. How will you interact with this video, Jamale? Uh, Grizz, would you like to go through the options? Yeah. So the options were returning to the game or just bought the game or Cyberpunk is dead to me. Now, I did add an extra fourth one saying results, please, because I reckon some of our polls have potentially be getting skewed by people wanting to see the results. Um, But in terms of results, Cap, uh, look, we had 10% of the people have just bought the game because they wanted to jump back into Phantom Liberty. Sounded like you were one of those people, Capo. Yep. Yep, um, definitely. I voted for that. We had 27.3% of the people saying Cyberpunk is dead to me. So obviously, uh, you know, damage is done. Not going to go back to Cyberpunk. But uh, yep. 31.8% of people saying that they were going to return to the game for the DLC. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've definitely seen all of those opinions voiced from friends that I know, um, you know, anywhere from like, you know, similar to me, you know, hmm. um, I think personally, I think Cyberpunk's had a bit of a No Man's Sky-esque um, oh, rise yeah, back absolutely. into um, into fame. And I think it's fairly well deserved, um, yeah. you know, better late than never, I guess. Um, it still kind of sucks that they did what they did and released it in the state it was, but I mean, at least they got there in the end. There's plenty of other video games that just don't, go and clean up the mess that they've made. So, Hopefully you know, kind of going to give them props when it's deserved. Yeah, hopefully a bit of a learning for the studio to fucking polish your games. Uh, I just wanted to quickly oh, yeah. um, read out uh, Moosey's uh, comment there. He said, uh, Blindsided Moose has said, I've basically 100%ed Cyberpunk, installed a few mods for general quality of life improvements, most of which have been implemented with the latest patch. Very keen to crack into the story expansion with the skill system overhaul. I'll probably have fun with the new build. So there you go. One of those yep. returning to the game or, or currently playing the game sounds like even. Yeah. I mean, um, look, I've, uh, I've been, I probably put about maybe 15, 20 hours in um, since I downloaded it a bit over a week ago. And I'm really enjoying the changes. The Probably the best part about it is purely just the fact that they've introduced a much more thoughtful uh, like skill tree and perk system. Uh, the old sort of skill tree perk system was basically mostly just flat stat increases. Uh, mm. Now we have kind of like a more RPG-like uh, skill tree system where you are kind of, you do get some stats out of your options of, of where you're placing your, your skill points, but you're also getting you know, okay, now I can do an air dash with this skill and, you know, now I can do a special fucking, um, I don't know, slide or whatever. It depends on what what, um, tree you're working through. So, um, yeah, I've been really enjoying that. I've also, I I really like their new approach to the inventory, uh, I guess. Uh, One thing that kind of put me off the game last time was, the whole cyberware stuff. So the cyberware thing is it's basically your armor, but not really. Uh, But you you basically find these cyberware things that, you know, they'll give you armor and health and stuff, but they also give you special abilities like, you know, okay, now I can zoom in times six or now I can have access to these extra um, hacking uh, functions or 
whatever else. So they kind of work as your armor, but kind of not. But anyways, the way that they've approached it this time around is they've re- redesigned the UI and it just feels a lot nicer. Uh, and yeah, I, I am just purely just enjoying it a lot more. The I think the loot system feels a lot better, um, which they kind of um, made a few changes to. They also made some crafting changes that feel a lot nicer, just the way... Um, the components work and how you use them to create things. Uh, I haven't had an awful lot to do with the vehicle combat and police system, but apparently Mm -hmm. those um, uh, are much better now. Um, I've been playing kind of a fairly reasonably good boy. So, you know. So these are all the uh, patch 2.0 changes, aren't they, Cap? These are all the uh, patch. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So yeah. These are all the apparently the um, police. Apparently the police system was something that you know people were going into uh, cyberpunk expecting something similar to GTA police system where you know you do something wrong and you get a threat level and they come after you. But apparently the AI sitting behind the police system was lacking. Um, yeah, it was full garbo. So. Like it, they they wouldn't chase after you properly, or you know, they get stuck, or yeah, it would just be really bad. But they, they've definitely seems like they've improved that. Not that I've been in a chase or anything yet, but um, yeah. Plus, I mean, it sounds like the the paid expansion is really good, um, very very good quality, and it kind of um, yeah. puts another uh, level of kind of stuff on top of another layer of um, stuff on top of what's already existing. So, yeah. They give you um, there's a new district cap storylines, characters, quests, a uh, hundred plus new items, and then the level cap up to sixty. But the thing that I reckon is probably the most cool about this is the pricing of it. Cap isn't extortionate. You know, you're paying thirty bucks for the Phantom Liberty DLC, right? Which to me is a reasonable price for a for a DLC, especially um, this size. I think like I'm I'm not too sure exactly the length of time um that's required to play the story content but you've also got to remember that there's a bunch of extra kind of i guess experience uh widening features that have come with phantom liberty that's available in that paid dlc um and yeah i I think you're right i think i think this is a pretty reasonable price and also got to remember is um cdm project red put uh cyberpunk on special before it dropped just to kind of um Ah, soften that blow even further so Yep. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm really enjoying it so far um, and I'm also playing it via my um, Steam Deck as well via the uh, remote play function and it's fucking excellent. Really enjoying that. Uh, Does it run you- well on the Steam Deck, Cap, like a remote play? Go all right? Yeah, remote play is awesome. Um, runs really well natively. So certain games I just play remote play and other games I play on the deck itself. But this was, you know, I wanted to play it in high fidelity graphics and it looks great via mm. the um, the remote play versus playing it natively on the deck, which it looks fine, but it's, you know, it, I think this is a much better way to play it unless you want yeah. to play it remotely away from home. But for me, perfect. But look, ultimately, I think if you were waiting for Cyberpunk to be good, uh, like I was for a while. Um, I think now's the time. It, it's it's not getting any further major up, up major updates. They've said that. Uh, but there's no yeah. other DLCs coming or anything else. This no. is this is pretty much it. This is the now. They they've come out and said uh, that they you know the next step is to work on Cyberpunk two now. Okay, cool. Well, so this is this is as good as the game will get. The release of Cyberpunk one. I mean, I think so much damage was done to this game. Um, yeah, in the initial weeks you know we had a ps4 release that was literally unplayable oh yeah and we look at something like Baldur's gate 3 where they're going oh we're not going to release this to to xbox series 
whatever that yeah. series was until it's you know ready to you go. You know what's a shame, Grizz, is like I look at I, – I, I was when I started playing Cyberpunk again, and I started fresh from the beginning, and I was just thinking like the whole time like, man, this is such a better experience than Starfield on a narrative level. Like <laughs> everything is yeah. so much fucking better, even – like, you know, okay, the game came out broken, but if you think about, like, I, I guess just ultimately, um, you know, what kind of experience you're getting out of Cyberpunk, it's so much better than Starfield in so many fucking ways. It's, I've it's seen that written crazy. a lot, Kath, isn't it? I mean, I wonder whether Starfield will grow legs as it, as it you know, as it do a No Man's Sky on us and become the game that, uh, I mean, uh, people are loving it. So pro- people are probably getting dirty at us talking like this, but uh, no, I wonder look, whether we'll. Hey, if you enjoy some... Starfield, that's fine. Look, but I, ultimately, you can't ignore the fact that it is just a fucking regurgitation of the same old stuff. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah see, I wonder whether it uh, it will uh, <laughs> reach reach its peak, similar to um, Cyberpunk has in this respect, and and be yeah, a in time. If if uh, if if Bethesda can pump it out, uh, I, but I doubt it. I think they'll start working on something else. But it definitely, mm. for me, it raises my eyebrow when it comes to me thinking whether Elder Scrolls Six is going to be a, a good experience. Because I mean, based on the quality of Starfield, I just don't know if Bethesda has it in them to make a reasonably good RPG. Um, they can make an RPG, but can they make a fun RPG? Who fucking knows? They couldn't with Starfield. <laughs> So no. it might be you know, anyway. No. Very biased, but anyways. Um, um, yeah, Cap, um, there you go. people's people seem to be enjoying the game right now too. So um, yeah. uh, nearly two hundred and fifty k concurrent players on Steam. Um, yeah, Cyberpunk 2077, which was the highest player count has been since December twenty twenty. Um, so yeah, the poll suggested that people were looking forward to either jumping back into the game or or purchasing the game to play Phantom Liberty, but stats behind Steam seem to be supporting uh, that as well, which is interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. I just I just think the game's in a really good place right now, and uh, again, it's a good pl- time to buy and play. Um, the game has been streamlined really well, and I think people are noticing that. And you know, people probably tried to wet their whistle on Starfield, perhaps, and went, "Oh God, this isn't quite what I was after." Uh, and then I don't know, probably w- then went, uh, "Okay, uh, where else can I go?" Oh, Cyberpunk's just released a new DLC. Cool, let's do that. Um, and yeah, I think it's worked pretty bloody well in their favor, old CD good. Project Rex. So, Absolutely. Yep. There you go. There you freaking go. go. Now, Grim, talk to me about your Liza P experience. Um, I will. Cat, are we, we've forgotten to do any stingers tonight, mate. Did we do stingers? Stinger. Yeah, I did the stingers, uh, mate. Hey, we're fucking all over it, mate. I must be ignoring you. Dude, Liza P <laughs> has been. Uh, very surprising to me. Um, I didn't expect it to be as polished as it was. Neither uh, do I. I've been no, I didn't. It is like, well, I haven't got to the end game. I'm probably at, at the very start. I've completed maybe like four or five bosses, maybe only one major boss. But look, it runs beautifully. I'm playing it on PlayStation Five. Um, the combat feels extremely fluid and snappy. But I think. The biggest credit to the game is I feel like they've taken all of the great things from the Souls games 
from different Souls games and they've mashed them into this video game to make a really enjoyable combat experience. So they've taken the parry mechanic from Sekiro where you kind of have a meter um, and you need to parry at the correct timing to get uh, uh, a good parry off. Um, they've taken uh, weapon arts, I kind of feel like, uh, from Sekiro yeah. as well, where you use your hand to do different things. Um, I don't want to spoil too much for people if you are looking to play this, so I'll just keep it at that. Um, they've taken stuff from Bloodborne, not only the aesthetics of the of the town itself and and the look of the game, but the combat speed is very Bloodborne-ish, you know. It, yeah. it, it encourages you to play aggressive, an aggressive play style. Um, and also the health recovery cap. So if you're blocking someone and you don't successfully get a timed block off, you'll take damage, but not all the damage. But the damage that you take when you're blocking, if you attack an enemy in a short window, you'll be able to gain that health back. So Bloodborne did something kind of similar, where if you take the damage, you could attack an enemy to, to, to regain that health in a, in a short period of time. So it basically was promoting you to play quite aggressive in your style. So yep. they've kind of taken that, but put their own spin on it. I think it's very creative. Um, and then, of course, they've taken yeah. the iframes in the dodging. So how do yeah. you feel about the combat cap? Because I really like the combination of the Souls games to kind of put together this, uh, this combat. Uh, yeah. I honestly feel like it's like the perfect distillation for me because I really like Bloodborne and the speed, and I feel like maybe it's, it's, it's slightly slower than Bloodborne. Um, but then I really liked Sekiro and the kind of like dance you had with bosses and stuff. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I really like how they've married those two things. But then I also really like Dark Souls and the ability to block damage. But then they've kind of managed to make it feel a bit more Bloodborne-esque at the same time. So mm. I just think the way that they've approached the combat design is just very, very well done. I think it's pretty um, clever, eh? Look, it is very clever. I think if I was to give it some, I've take some points away. Uh, yeah. There's a little bit of jank here and there. Um, nothing yep. crazy. Uh, it's just I, I just think like sometimes certain ways your character moves around or uh, the way that you interact with the world feels a little bit bit janky. Um, but I mean, ultimately that's I felt fine. That, uh, in the very first room, cap uh, the hitboxes of some of the like. Uh, items that are just like tables and things are not as accurate as what souls yeah. some of the recent souls games are and like you say just some of the pathing when you're trying to move around those the hitbox might be bigger than the actual object and and you know i'm trying to like a prime example is i'm trying to jump off the of the roof onto another roof and if it was dark souls 3 or or Elden ring or something like that you'd be able to do that or, or sekiro you'd be able to jump onto that roof but there's just hard walls there and you just end up yeah. like, falling to your death and taking a bunch of yeah. damage or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. So those things are frustrating. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think for me, some of the approach to level design um I would say isn't as up to scratch as a from software experience. Um, but ultimately I think I think the developers have done a fucking immensely good job uh, and it has that Soulsborne feel, um, you know. I think you know the voice acting's serviceable. Uh, the story's really good so far. Really enjoying kind of oh, yeah, the story's their fantastic, take. mate. And it's it brilliant. so works with the Pinocchio, uh, the whole Pinocchio story. Uh, yeah, kind of mashing that into Bloodborne. Um, 
you know, the whole puppet uprising and and uh, it's just it's just very well done. I feel yeah. like and they've really captured that aesthetic in the storytelling too. You know. Yeah. No. I really. I just really like how they've retrofitted the Pinocchio story against uh, this kind of Victorian era bloodborne tale. Uh, mm. And yeah, it, it just feels really good uh, overall. Like, yeah, cracker game. Really enjoying. It. I haven't had an awful lot of time with it in the last week or so because I've kind of been mainlining a bit of cyberpunk just because I haven't felt like um, getting my ass handed to me in Lies of P. But oh, I'm a fair dude, way along the way. It's I, I I haven't felt a challenge in a game for a while. I've just been playing very relaxed, kind of cruising through yeah. video games, but. Yeah, I streamed this on, when was that? On the weekend sometime, just gone. And I got stuck on a boss for probably about 25 minutes, kicking my ass, probably died about 15 times to him. But it, uh, I ended up beating him, but it just brought back that feeling of when you do die over and over again, figure it out slowly yep. and beat it, that sense of, you know. Accomplishment. Accomplishment, which is great. Um, yep. I guess my only real gripe with it, Cap, and I don't know whether this gets better as you play through the game, but I feel like... The bosses that I've fought so far and some of the enemies that I've fought heavily rely on you having consumables to beat them. Um, yeah. Otherwise, the damage is too much or there's some kind of mechanic that'll be too much for you. And both times that I've had to do this, I didn't have many of those consumables on me and it relied on me to actually go back and buy some or farm some from somewhere. And I hope that that is not a recurring theme throughout the game because quite honestly, I can't be fucked doing that. I'd rather be able to fight and beat the boss. So I don't know how it's going to go later, but that was my early indication so far. They kind of have like different status effects and bits and pieces that you want to be using like resistant things on to not get smashed yeah. by them. But I could just play better and not get hit. But yeah, yeah that was my minor <laughs> gripe. <laughs> I think you're going to probably run in, I mean... Uh, have you, where, what area are you in at the moment? If you, uh, I just beat the it? big cop spider guy, yeah. uh, and I'm pretty much just past that area. Yeah. So I think the next yeah. boss is going to give you a real fucking hard time. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah that fucking, fucking big asshole. cop. Yeah, do their yeah, hearts hard, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's a real <laughs> bastard. Done a good job. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, okay. big time. Yeah. So yeah. if you're I'm watching the screen, Cap, you can see him up now. Uh, yeah. The sc- Grabbed Watchman. Yeah. 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 He, it's, um, I think I sunk about 30 deaths in total into this guy uh, to get, uh, get to this point. Yeah. Have you noticed you can actually read the dialogue that they say if you try really hard? No, I did not know that, mate. I did not they know look that. Like they're saying these weird runes or something, but they're actually, it's like if you squint, you can kind of see it's actually <laughs> really real. Okay, text. I was not paying attention. Yeah. No, no, I was it's kind of cool. Attention. Kind of very cool. Yeah. Um, very now, cool. Um, yeah, well, I'm glad you're enjoying Lies of P and I'm going to try and get back into it this week. Um, but uh, yeah, just trying to, between that and I'm, I'm still making my way through Baldur's Gate 3. Um, I'm yes. in the final act and uh, <laughs> it's not that I'm not enjoying it. It's more so just like Act 1 and 2 were just so well put together and then Act 3 is just kind of like quite open and I, it's, it's a very bit different change of pace for me. Uh, and I'm probably not as enjoying it as much as I did Act One and Two because they had quite, you know, I mean, you still got you still got a goal in mind, but I feel like it was quite distributed. So, and I've also got other things I want to play as well. So, I, I've, so I've kind of put BG Three on the back burner a little bit, but I'll get back in. So, there. Uh, Cap, I've got seventy hours in Battles Gate Three, and me and my co-op party have only 
just got out of Act One. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been really enjoying it, dude. So we went and did That's the good. mountain pass, pretty much the whole of it. And then we also went in and did the Underdark. So we did yeah. both ways. Yeah, which was great. I did too. So, yeah, I've done yeah. as much as I possibly could in my first playthrough. So um, I'll plan to have a multiplayer run at some time, probably towards the end of the year with some mates. But um, yeah, nice. But, man. Yeah. It's um, it's good, really, really good game. So, so there you go. Now, Grizz. Yeah. Can we dive into a bit of freaking rapid fire news? news? Do it, mate. You buy. DJ Francesco. It's in the game. It's in the freaking game, baby. Pav said that DJ Francesco had perished, but I tell you right now, he is still supporting this podcast like you wouldn't believe. Cap, uh, you didn't talk about CS2, mate. Oh shit! Should we have a quick one about that? Oh, just tell me what it's like, mate. I'm curious, and I haven't played it. it well, good? yeah, it's it's um it's just CS:GO um feels a bit snappier, I think. Um, it it looks a lot better because they've touched up all of the interfaces and all the all the skins and stuff, and uh, you know, they've made a few map changes and stuff. But um, but yeah, it just feels like CS:GO, and it kind of just all it has done is highlight how fucking old I am because I cannot compete anywhere near. <laughs> the fucking level that all oh, these zoomers dude, are playing i'm know? not even gonna bother mate i am not even gonna bother i know it's just gonna be a bad time i might enjoy it for one second and then that'll be it but i'll want to watch you guys play it for sure it's yeah fun. look it was it was fun getting in there i had a few beers and um was just doing p90 rushes on fucking site a and everyone's getting shitty about it but um you know i thought that was great <laughs> fun <laughs> So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, give it a crack if um, it's free. So, I mean, fucking why not? You know, give it a crack. So, you think, but at home, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, just more Counter Strike, really. So, there you go. Um, all right. So, Grizz, first, first one off the rank uh, Nexus Mods has banned a pronoun removal mod from its listings. Uh, someone created a just a kind of shit mod where it would remove the whole pronoun thing in Starfield. So um, Nexus Mods said, fuck yeah, uh, take that shit elsewhere, which totally get it. Dang. Fair enough, mate. There you go. Okay, Cap. Um, Astarian's actor uh, says Baldur's Gate 3 players haven't found a hidden two-hour section. I'm one of the few people that knows about it. Yeah. So... Yeah, is he making rumors, mate, or is this uh, founded on So I think what ended up happening was, and I don't know if you got to this point in the game, but uh, did you find the thing with the mace in the temple? Did you see that? Yes, we did. We did find the mace, yep, yep when we left the temple. Yep, one yep. of our guys is wearing it, and it's fucking broken, dude. Holy it's broken. It, it will revive you instantly if you die, and also it does a big fucking sunlight beam that fucks <laughs> shit up. It's actually <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> it's so good dude and you yeah. get to that area so we did that before we did the mountain pass and you get to the area where you need light around you to walk oh, through yeah. there well that's it's fucking light dude and everything's yeah. weak to the sunlight <laughs> shit so <laughs> stuff's just getting wrecked it's great yeah. anyway, um, sorry now what would happen is if you because if you take the mace without having the key to take the mace out it turns this big ray solar ray gun onto the place and fires a massive ray gun at it killing everyone inside the temple if you don't get out and so serious serious and then if 
if you leave a steroid in there to die to the solar ray gun because he's a vampire, uh, and if you revive him afterwards, he has a big crack at you about leaving him in the fucking temple and the big solar ray gun killing him because sun versus vampire kind of thing. No way, man. That is nuts. Yeah. So pretty fucking cool. Really fucking cool. So I think that was ah. that it turned out to be that was the thing that he was talking about, which I mean, it's not exactly a two hour section, but uh, yeah, it it's still very fucking rad. Um, so yeah, there you go. Now, Grizz, Elder Scrolls, speaking about Elder Scrolls 6, uh, it's yeah. definitely not coming to PS5, just FYI. And I think we kind of already guessed that because Microsoft's not in the habit of giving uh, PlayStation owners any free handouts when it comes to its <laughs> own titles. Why? Oh, okay. Is that man, that seems? Is that well? Microsoft weird? owns Bethesda. Yeah, right. Jeez. Starfield didn't come out on PlayStation, um, so they just do the same thing again with Elder Scrolls. So if you want to play the Elder Scrolls, you're going to need a PC or an Xbox, uh, and you probably shouldn't expect that game to release until at least after 2026. Um, and I'm guessing that that's the year uh, that Bethesda's hoping that no one releases an RPG and they don't have to compare themselves against anyone and can get away with murder uh, when it comes to producing shit games. So, uh, yeah, they've obviously done some some forecasting. <laughs> so there you go. Anyways. There you go. Now, Cap, Callisto Protocol, mate. Uh, Dead Space co-created yep. uh, Depart's startup after newest game flops. So, yeah, we had uh, Callisto yep. Protocol come out uh, not long ago. Didn't do particularly well, um, and we're seeing one of the one of the devs from Dead Space. Uh, hey, Grizz, what do you what do you call please. the developers of uh, Callisto Protocol? What do you call their office? Dead Space. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got him. Like, no one there. Got him. They're all fucking being yeah. fired. <laughs> uh, that's pretty fucking rough, actually. Sorry, guys. Um, all right. Uh, now, Grizz, Baldur's Gate 3 has released a very sizable patch. It's quite yeah. large. And I think they did get another um, kind of almost, uh, you know, reached the fucking character limit on the on the um, patch notes for Steam. Uh, but they have released Mac support, which is pretty cool for Mac uh, owners. Um, there's now a magic mirror where you can... Uh, basically change your character's appearance. Uh, you couldn't mm. before, kind of like the barbershop style, like, you know, you can yep. change everything, face, hair, the whole lot. Um, so if you want to do yes, that, cool. you can. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a shitload of changes to combat. Uh, also some... Yeah, a bunch of balancing bits and pieces and things. Balancing. There? There's also some performance improvements to the city, which is Act 3, which is good. I imagine there's a lot of stuff on the screen in Act 3, so I can imagine some lower NPCs probably struggled a little bit there. Uh, also just a bunch of sort of fixes to like scripting and flow in within quests and um, some gameplay issues and UI elements, etc. So a lot of fixes and changes. So, yeah, good on freaking Larian, just pumping out the fucking the patches it, like there's no tomorrow. So good, dude. So good. They've done well. Because um, they, they, they don't have to, right? Like they could just stop and yeah. have created one of the best RPGs right, ever. But they just they're just going. They're going for it. It's great. Good to see. Yeah, all over it. Um, Cap, months after declaring Tomb Raider is unaffected by layoffs, 
Tomb Raider dev hit with a wave of layoffs. Embracer Group's bloodbath continues as Tomb Raider dev uh, uh, Crystal Dynamics reports layoffs. Yep. So, so no yeah, there. it's sad. Um, we've seen other uh, Embracer Group uh, dev- developers suffer from um, layoffs recently, and uh, yeah, it turns out that uh, Tomb Raider is also going to be suffering. Now, interestingly, this is also around the time that uh, we've recently had a Tomb Raider Netflix series announced, uh, anime-based. Wow. Um, So, yeah, just a little side note for you guys. But, yeah, there you go. Now, Grizz, GTA V is 10 years old. That is crazy. Um, Game still sucks. Yeah, Kidding. game sucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it is, it is getting quite old. People fucking love that game, man, don't they? Love we it. Do love that game. I enjoyed doing the role play stuff for all five minutes, and then oh, that's um, right. Never touch it yeah, ever again. Cap Dundee or something, weren't you? The copper. Yeah, Cap Dundee, and um, I was a fucking menace. <laughs> <laughs> it was good fun. <laughs> that would have been cool. I reckon you could have made big on that, Kappa. That was good. That was yeah, a good I, watch. I could, have, I could have been. You know? I could have been. Um, I could have been bigger than fucking sliced bread, mate. But you know, True. sometimes you've got to give in to your uh, your uh, your morals. So I left. Anyways, um, Cap Star Citizen's long-running development has inched forward yet again. This time to the Alpha 3.20 stage. Uh, I believe over six hundred million dollars later, Cap in developing this game. Yeah, so dude, a couple of bucks, mate. Crazy. I think I'd be. I mean, I don't know if you know an awful lot about Star Citizen, Chris, but I mean, they basically oh, got seen- kickstarted yeah. once upon a time, and um, it was like, you know, we're going to bring this fucking game out. It's going to be the best space game ever. Um, they're still developing it, fucking twenty years later. Not twenty years, but you get you get my meaning. And they spent six hundred million dollars on it, which is out of control. And there's no signs wow. of stopping. And they just—it's not really a game yet. It's just all these little kind of mini experiences that have kind of been stapled together. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of feels like they're just stealing your money. <laughs> so I don't know. Slowly taking your money. There you go. Yep. Now, Grizz, CFEs is getting a you're getting PVE service so you can play the game solo this year. Wow. Which is wow. kind of cool. I think that is um, cool. I like that. You know, it's kind of nice to be able to um, just enjoy the high seas with your friends and not kind of get fucking owned by uh, yeah. high skill cap players. So, which is yep. what happened to me last time I played. <laughs> I reckon the older the game gets, the more that that's just going to happen, eh? Like, yeah, you know? exactly. So, I think this is a no brainer. Um, but yeah, interesting. Now, Cap, interestingly enough, the article for this story is on Famdom, but Minecraft, to move away from its wiki, on Famdom. So they are, after several discussions, we're excited to announce that Minecraft wiki has moved from Fandom to Minecraft.wiki. Oh, which is this new site? Okay, there you go. All the information yeah. about the game can now be found in the new location. So, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of cool. I mean, fandom has been doing hosting wikis for forever and a day, and I'm sure that a lot of people that listen to this podcast have probably been exposed to a fandom wiki site before, uh, but they're always just bloated with fucking ads and just garbage. Um, and so good on them for getting the fuck off there because fandom sucks. Um, yeah. So, yeah, well done. Not good. All right. Now, Grizz, <clears throat> uh, someone recently... 
I think it was in an interview or, you know, someone asked for a comment uh, from Capcom saying that, uh, you know, would you be interested if uh, Microsoft offered to purchase you, to which Capcom's politely said, no, we're not interested, FYI, so don't bother. No, <laughs> thank you. you. Yeah. Just let you know. There you go, Capcom, too smart. Um, Apparently, Cap, Epic Games, the maker of Fortnite and Unreal Engine, is laying off a whopping 16% of employees, which is around 900 people. Um, I wonder what areas they're getting let go from, or whether it's just like a Not company-wide selling. Sure. Yeah, it's probably across the, a lot of their different departments. But, I mean, Epic's more than just development. You know, they've got customer service, and obviously they've got... Um, you know, like support as well. So, you know, there's, there's different areas that they'd be working in. So, um, yeah, even mm. Sukai in chat is saying there's big hits to the four guys developer. So, oh, really? Yikes. Wow. Yeah. Everyone's getting so, slammed. Everyone's getting slam jammed. So, yeah, pretty rough. Hopefully, uh, people can find new places to go. All right, Chris. Now, we Huge. spoke about this earlier, so I'm going to bundle the next two. Uh, CSGO is now publicly available, Grizz, and it has earned mm. over $40 million from case openings in the first few hours, <laughs> which is That's out marked. of control. I don't know how I feel about that. Cap, how do you feel about that? Um, I, mean, I thought we were trying to scale back the whole fucking loot boxes thing, and here's yeah, CSGO. Yeah, I, I thought, I thought us as gamers were trying to put up a fight against microtransactions, but this is really suggesting otherwise. <laughs> so, yeah, and again, you know what, man? You know, Look, there's a bit of controversy, and I haven't spoken about it with you blokes yet, but both XQC and uh, Dr. Disrespect pulled insane chance pulls, and there was discussions all over Reddit saying that they reckon that those pools were rigged. They were given a higher chance to find higher quality items to tr try to promote their communities to go buy loot boxes. A hunch of, uh, there's a bunch of like uh, conspiracy theories. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me and we, we'd yeah. never fucking know because God knows how much they paid them <laughs> if that was the case. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, there's nothing stopping them from doing it because, I mean, they create the game, they can set the fucking, the, the stats. Um, but... <sighs> You'd hope uh, not. You'd hope not. You'd know, hope that you know how to make a couple of bucks nice for that. fucking virtual cosmetics cap. Oh yeah, mind blowing, mate. Yeah, unbelievable. So yeah, um, cap Star Wars Jedi Survivor, a sequel, third in the series, is already in development, which is cool. Yeah. I haven't played the last one yet. I should get around to doing that. I never finished it, but it was good. You know, it was nothing groundbreaking. Just kind of. Um, I mean, it's one of those games where it's not really worth doing an awful lot of exploration because, um, I mean, some of the extra bosses seem fun, but, you know, you'd, like, go and, like, open a chest in the middle of the desert and you unlock a new beard option, and it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> just fucking random. Sweet, um, a beard. Yeah, I found a beard in the desert. <laughs> so, I don't know, like, just felt a bit bit off, but yeah. um, the game was good, um, and I think I'd enjoy another one. Uh, I'd probably need to do a recap but uh yeah we'll get there mm -hmm. but yeah anyways cap, cap do Riz. a recap yep cap will do a re recap but uh speaking of recaps you know if you want to listen to this episode again you have to go and do so via podcast this is the end of the podcast and you will need to listen to it as a podcast 
<coughs> excuse me um so yeah thank you for listening we really appreciate it uh if you want to listen to us live next week you can do so by going to twitch.tv slash oceanic gaming radio from 7 p.m australian western standard time otherwise you can listen to us on every single podcasting platform available just look up oceanic gaming radio outside of that join us on twitter dot uh well x.com slash ogr show uh, and you can vote in our weekly polls. Uh, and then uh, if you want to join our Discord, just go to OGR.show and follow the links there. Uh, all the links that I just mentioned are all sitting there as well. Uh, and you can come and chat to us in Discord. Other than that, uh, I think that's about everything I've really got to say. Been a banger. Good to have you back, Grizz. We missed you. And, it's nice um, to be back, Matt. Yeah, Love we're going to miss you, Pav, next week and the week after, and potentially the week after that. But uh, he'll be back. Anyway. All right, now, love you guys all heaps and uh, take it easy.